0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the briefing of October 1st, 2020. Uh, Today we'll be hearing from Public Health and the City Attorney's Office, and then I have a number of updates as well. As usual, we'll start with Director of Public Health, Madison Dane County, Janelle Heinrich.
1: Good morning. The past few weeks, Wisconsin has experienced the biggest surge in COVID to date in the pandemic. And unfortunately, it does not seem to be slowing down. Dane County hit an all time high a few weeks ago. And while we are not seeing as many days with case counts as high as we did early in September, according to the State Department of Health Services, we are still experiencing a very high burden of disease and a very high level of disease activity. And we don't exist in a bubble communicable disease does not recognize city, county, or household borders. As of today, uh, we have surpassed 10,000 cases, almost 1,000 more than a week ago. We're at 10,099 to be exact. We'll release a snapshot this afternoon with the latest data, but I have a few details to share right now. Our 14-day average without the UW is now 90 cases per day. In early September, the daily, the 14-day average without UW was 32. With UW, it's 139 cases per day. We do look at these things as part of a whole, but we track them also independently because it helps tell us a more comprehensive picture of what's happening in our community. What we're seeing, Is that the line between UW affiliated and non affiliated individuals is getting harder to uh, draw? Uh, We are seeing uh, cases happening in Dane County, as I said last week, from individuals uh, resulting from individuals returning here from other universities, and um, non UW college students also uh, having positive results. Our overall proportion of cases that are 18 to 22 age group have dropped to 45% in the past two weeks. And for the cases outside of that age group, we have seen a significant increase of 28% in the past two weeks. We are also seeing an uptick in hospitalizations statewide. Per uh, the Department of Health Services, the hospital capacity in our region has increased by 38% recently. And this week, uh, we have seen 37 people hospitalized for COVID in Dane County, which is a statistically significant increase compared to last week. Moving away from our daily case count, uh, I want to remind you that... Um, Hours at the Alliant Energy Center for testing will change next week. Beginning uh, Monday, the 5th, uh, the AEC will have new hours. It will be closed on Monday. Hours for testing on Tuesdays and Thursdays will be 12 to 8 p.m. Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, the site will be open from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And it will be open through at least December 30th. As always, it will continue to be free, no identification is needed, and we will not ask your immigration status. This change in hours coincides with a large decrease in staffing from the Wisconsin National Guard. We are grateful to have had their support up till now, Um, but we will no longer be able to have that same level of support. They will be working in providing testing support throughout the state. We will, however, continue to be able to complete at least 10,000 tests per week at the Alliant Energy Center. Wait times may increase a little bit, um, particularly next week, as we adjust to this new staffing model, but we don't expect it to be a significant challenge. And since early July, nearly 6,000 people who have tested positive for COVID-19 were tested at the Alliant Energy Center, and we hope to be able to have that resource for quite a while. The level of disease that we're seeing in our community right now is concerning. Um, I know we're all experiencing fatigue, fatigue with following the rules, but we are at a critical point. We're at a critical point in Dane County. We're at a critical point in Wisconsin. Through our interviews, we continue to hear that people are gathering, they are not wearing masks and they are going out. And we're having illness come to Dane County from activities that are happening outside of Dane County. Just another reminder that even if you're not in Dane County, still do the things that you would do as if you were here. With UW football happening, we and Halloween getting closer and the the weather changing, we wanna remind you, please don't gather, keep your bubbles small, adhere to the practices that will keep you well. And right now more than ever, Um, Again, consider the number of trips you have to make outside of your house. Consolidate them to the greatest extent possible. Plan your grocery trips for a week. Minimize your contact with individuals outside your bubble. Maintain your physical distancing. Get your flu shot. And wear a mask to minimize the risk of exposure to yourself and to others. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Janelle. Those numbers are sobering so I'll just remind folks again, please please, please wear your masks keep your distance, wash your hands we really need to take this seriously Next we'll be hearing from our city attorney, Mike Haas
2: Uh, Thank you, Mayor Um, I'm going to touch a little bit on the uh, lawsuit that was filed yesterday regarding democracy in the parks. Uh, first, maybe for some uh, more encouraging numbers, uh, last Saturday's event, of course, was a big success, and we are looking forward to repeating that this weekend. Um, there were almost 11,000 absentee ballots returned from Madison voters, and that's a significant percentage of the ballots that have been mailed out. We encourage other municipalities to consider similar innovative events to make voting safe and convenient during the pandemic. We understand the concern and confusion some voters have expressed about whether ballots returned to workers in the parks will be counted due to the unfortunate misinformation spread by some in the legislature and the media last week. To be clear, we are confident that democracy in the parks is entirely legal and all proper safeguards are being taken to secure ballots and treat them like all other absentee ballots. The event was intended to help draw the community together in a socially distant way, regardless of who you vote for. It was gratifying to see the number of voters who took the time to come out and that appreciated the help they received from our workers. I also enjoyed visiting with those workers who took pride in what they were doing to help their neighbors and gave up their Saturday to do so. Now it is not insignificant that the two top leaders in the state legislature have attempted to cast doubt on our process and they have not yet disavowed their threat. I did see that the HEAD OF THE REPUBLICAN PARTY OF WISCONSIN ACKNOWLEDGED THAT ITS OBSERVERS SAW NOTHING IMPROPER HAPPEN LAST SATURDAY. SO THAT WAS ENCOURAGING, BUT WE STILL HAVE A LEGAL THREAT HANGING OUT THERE. IN ADDITION TO THE CONFUSION ARTICULATED IN THE COURT DOCUMENTS AMONG VOTERS, THE CITY'S BOARD OF CANVASSERS NEEDS TO HAVE CONFIDENCE THAT ITS DECISION TO COUNT THE BALLOTS SUBMITTED IN THE PARKS WILL NOT BE CHALLENGED OR OVERTURNED. WHEN I WAS AT THE STATE ELECTIONS AGENCY, WE ALWAYS PREFERRED ANY LEGAL ISSUES TO BE RESOLVED WELL BEFORE THE ELECTION. WE DON'T WANT TO BE WAITING FOR A DECISION FROM THE WISCONSIN SUPREME COURT AND THE U.S. SUPREME COURT THE DAY BEFORE THE ELECTION ON ANY SIGNIFICANT ISSUE like we were in April. So we look forward to a court weighing in on our process and putting any uncertainty and confusion to rest. While it is unfortunate that a lawsuit may be necessary to do that, at least this is an opportunity to resolve any questions ahead of the election so that it is not a distraction when the votes are tabulated and results announced.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I have a number of updates as well. I'm going to start by thanking uh, Alder Donna Moreland for her service on the Common Council and expressing my regret that she has decided to step down from that position. Um, She's been an excellent alder. It's been a pleasure to work with her, um, and I wish her the absolute best um, in her future endeavors. The process to fill that seat uh, is overseen by Council President Carter. Um, There will be an application process. Those applications will be reviewed by the Common Council Executive Committee, uh, which will make a recommendation to the Common Council. And the Council will then appoint an interim District 7 Alder person to serve uh, until a new alder is elected and sworn in on April 20, 2021. Uh, so the process to fill that vacancy um, how you can submit an application will be announced soon uh, along with a timeline. And so anyone who is interested in that opportunity to serve as interim District 7 Alder person should contact the Council office. And again, I want to wish Alder Moreland the best. Um, I do want to just pick up on uh, a few things that Attorney Haas said uh, and reemphasize that Democracy in the Park is happening again on Saturday uh, from 9 to 3. We will have election officials in every uh, city of Madison Park. Um, they will be there to register you to vote if you need to do that, answer any of your questions about voting, um, and if you have already received your absentee ballot, um, they will be happy to um, receive it from you. Uh, please make sure that you have a proper witness, uh, so either when you're at home, um, have somebody uh, witness you filling out your ballot, and then you sign the envelope and they sign the envelope and add their address. Um, If you don't have a witness at home, bring your unfilled-out ballot to the park with you um, so that an election official can watch you fill it out and witness you um, and then sign your your envelope. There are, of course, many other ways to vote in this election. Um, So if you do need to register, you can go to myvote.wi.gov, and um, that site will also let you request an absentee ballot if you want one. Um, we are, if you do want to vote absentee, you can obviously mail your ballot back. You can drop it off this Saturday in one of the parks. Um, you can bring it down to the clerk's office. As a matter of fact, on my way over here, I walked by the clerk's office and there were a, a steady stream of folks uh, coming up to the door. And there's an election official with a a sealed ballot bag um, standing there and um, checking that everybody has properly uh, filled out their envelopes and accepting those ballots safely and securely. Um, So that's an option to come down to the clerk's office. Uh, We will also be installing ballot drop boxes around the city. um, And you can bring your absentee ballot to any of the early voting sites once those get up and running. Um, You can also vote early in person at those early voting sites uh, when they start, um, and of course you can go to the polls on Election Day. Um, however you choose to vote, I encourage you, please, to do so. Uh, we are trying very hard to make it safe, healthy, and accessible for everyone in the city of Madison to vote. Um, all right. I also want to uh, bring you up to date on some of our efforts around Vision Zero. Just as a reminder, Vision Zero is our effort to reduce injuries and fatalities from traffic crashes in the city of Madison. Um, And our our current effort is focused on East Washington Ave. Um, We have reduced the speed limit on portions of East Washington Avenue uh, starting on Monday, uh, this past Monday it started, Um, And the stretches between Pinckney Street and Baldwin Street, the speed limit went from 35 miles per hour to 25 miles per hour. And on the stretch between Baldwin Street and Marquette Street, it went from 35 miles per hour to 30 miles per hour. Um, On this three-mile stretch of street, two people have been killed and 41 people have been seriously injured in traffic crashes between 2014 and 2019. There's also been an increase in dangerous driving behaviors and speeding since early 2020. So in addition to posting these new speed limits, City of Madison Traffic Engineering will update the signal timing, improve the visibility of crosswalks between Peckney Street and Baldwin Street, install bollards along the median on East Washington at Livingston Street to improve safety uh, for people crossing the street, And there will be digital signboards, they're out there already, um, to alert drivers of speed limit changes. So I would ask everyone, please, um, particularly on East Washington, to observe the new speed limits, uh, to be safe, but all throughout the city. Uh, Please drive safe and please uh, help us reduce, again, uh, those traffic crashes that can lead to serious injury and even death. Uh, Now on to a different form of transportation. Uh, For many years in Madison, residents have been asking for a natural surface bike facility. And so to respond to this demand and plan the addition of this kind of amenity, Madison Parks applied for and received a planning grant from the International Mountain Bike Association to design what they're calling the Madison Bicycle Adventure Trail, or MADBAT. Uh, MADBAT will be a natural surface trail optimized for biking but will also allow walking and running. It will be a citywide network of nodes and arms connecting parks and greenways to neighborhoods. The network would be implemented much like the existing paved bicycle facilities that our city already enjoys over the course of years and in many different phases. To learn more about this project and contribute to the planning process, you can attend one of the virtual meetings. All of the meetings are from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., and they are on Tuesday, October 13th, Thursday, October 15th, and Wednesday, October 28th. If you're unable to attend a meeting, you can submit feedback or questions to madbat, M-A-D-B-A-T, at cityofmadison.com. you got to love that acronym. Um, back again with information about uh, leaf and yard waste collection, we have a new leaf and yard waste collection schedule available. Uh, Collection will begin the week of October 11th. And this fall, all of the neighborhoods in Madison have been assigned days when they should set leaves and yard waste out for curbside collection you can look at this schedule online at cityofmadison.com slash yard waste that's cityofmadison.com slash yard waste if you go to the street division's yard waste website and enter your address into the form provided you can learn the dates when you should set out leaves and yard waste for pickup Uh, residents without internet access can contact the streets division office uh, for that information After you enter your address, you'll see three dates when you should set out leaves and yardways for pickup. Um, You can set out for any one of those dates. Um, Each of the dates that's listed is a Sunday, and collection crews will be working through the scheduled neighborhoods the week following the date listed on the website. So the date you'll see is the first day, and things will be uh, collected following that week, but make sure you set them out on that day uh, so you don't miss the collection. Uh, speaking of collection, uh, the food scrap recycling at the Streets Division drop-off sites will stop for the year tomorrow, October 2nd, Friday. Uh, the program drop-off will restart in 2021. Uh, food scrap recycling at the drop-off sites began this year on May 4th, and nearly 8 tons of food waste was recycled into compost and electricity instead of going to the landfill. Good job, Madison. That's a tremendous amount uh, that's been diverted from our landfills, and I look forward to exceeding that amount next year. As always, I want to remind you if your family uh, is in need, we have a number of community resources available to help you. Um, If you are homeless or in danger of losing housing, please contact the city's housing helpline, which is 608-264-0549, or email housinginfo at cityofmadison.com. If you need assistance with phone service or internet service, you can call the Public Service Commission at the state at 608-267-3595. If you need help finding a childcare provider, you can call 608-216-7022. Um, and if you need help with food resources or really any other connection to services in our community, uh, you can call our partners at the United Way, dial 211, or text your zip code to 898-211. These resources and more are posted at the city's website, cityofmadison.com. From the homepage, click on the Community Resources link. Then finally, I uh, just want to note some upcoming meetings. Today uh, at noon, the Madison Central Business Improvement District uh, board is meeting. At 3, the Sustainable Madison Committee meets. At 5, the Madison Public Library Board. At 5:30, the Affirmative Action Commission meets, and at 6:30, the Common Council Executive Committee meets. On Friday, the 2nd, at 1.30 p.m., the Board of Review will meet. On Monday, the 5th, at 5 p.m., the Landmarks Commission will meet. At Tuesday, the 6th, at 6.30 p.m., the Common Council meets. And at Wednesday, the 7th, at 4.30 p.m., the Urban Design Commission meets. And at 5 p.m., the Madison Arts Commission meets. All these meetings are virtual. Uh, So you can go to the city's website to find the list of meetings of these and many more, um, and each has a link where you can sign up um, to testify at the virtual meeting um, or to see where you can watch it, um, along with agendas and minutes from previous meetings. All right, so that is the briefing for this week. Um, We will now take any questions that folks might have.
3: Um, we do have questions for each of the speakers.
0: So let's start with uh, Janelle. Sure. Janelle, you
1: want to come back up?
3: Good morning, Janelle. Good morning. We have one question for you. All right. With the large number of cases in Green Bay and La Crosse right now, and Dane County seems to be trending in the right direction, How are local health departments working together to stop the spread from county to county and in surge planning for hospitals if there is a need to move patients from another county to Dane County?
1: Sure. Two questions there. Um, (laughs) I can tell you, I speak every day to health officers from across the state, uh, a smaller group on a daily basis, um, almost everyone on Fridays. What we do is we try to share what we're experiencing in our best practices and um, how we are approaching our reduction to how to mitigate and reduce the risk of transmission in our communities. Um, all of us would like to have a statewide approach that would support each county equally. Uh, not everyone has that great fortune as we have had the ability to to take matters um, into our hands here in Dean County, and all of them would like to be able to do the same thing. with regard to hospitalizations, uh, we are all, all health officers are in contact with our healthcare partners on a regular basis. But the transferring of patients and cases and, and individuals there, are, is, that is held within the healthcare system. So uh, those questions should be more specifically addressed to our healthcare partners about the, the criteria and thresholds for which that would happen. Thank you, Janelle.
3: And our next question is for Attorney Mike Haas. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Uh, The question for you is, has the alderman Paul Skidmore contacted your office about the complaint filed against him by Shadera Kilfor Flores? Or has your office contacted him to get his response to the complaint? And if so, what has he said?
2: Uh, No, we have not had conversations with Alder Skidmore, um, except to the extent that we sent out the complaint that was filed to all of the elders on the council. Um, So as you may know, the council on Tuesday night will vote uh, on whether or not to hold a public hearing regarding that complaint. Uh, If the council votes to hold the hearing, then we will formally notify Alder Skidmore um, uh, about the complaint and the process um, and the dates for the public hearing.
3: Okay. Thank you, attorney. And the next question is for the mayor. We have one question for you, mayor. Um, What role will the new Police Oversight Commission members play, and how were these appointees selected?
0: Excellent question. So uh, just so everybody's uh, on the same page, the City Council uh, recently created a... Office of an Independent Monitor and a Civilian Oversight Board. Um, These are unique in Wisconsin, and uh, I believe will be a positive step forward for our community. Um, The process for choosing the membership of the Civilian Oversight Board was laid out in the ordinance. Um, So there was a nomination process. Um, There was an at-large nomination, so anybody could submit um, a nomination for themselves or someone else. Um, And then there were nine organizations that were selected to nominate um, three uh, people each. The uh, City Council President, the City Council Vice President and myself met um, to consider those uh, nominees. And for each of the nine organizations, um, we chose one of the three people that they had nominated to appoint. Um, I then chose an additional two people from the at-large pool um, the City Council will choose an additional two people um, from the entire list uh, of nominees um, and then those appointments will all go to the full City Council for confirmation. Um, so it's a, a little bit of a process um, but that was what was laid out in the ordinance and i believe that um, at least so far there's there's still uh, the council still has to choose its appointees but um, i think we've got a great group of people and i'm confident that they're going to do a great job for the city um, i think implied in the question is um what is the role of this group um, that also is fairly well laid out uh, in the ordinance um, and it is drawn from the work that the ad hoc task force on police policy and procedure did. Um, So I'd refer folks to those documents uh, for the details. Um, But broadly, I hope that this group um, will be a body that looks um, and works with the police department and the rest of the city on um, police policy. It certainly has the power to conduct investigations um, uh, along with the Office of the Independent Monitor if it sees fit. uh, but I hope also that it will work on uh, building back trust between the community and the police department. Um, and I hope that it will productively interact with both the Police and Fire Commission and the Public Safety Review Committee, um, both of which are, are working on related issues. So I think that covers it. Um, there that is it. No more questions? No then, more questions. Uh, well, thank you all for tuning in and look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, have a great week, everyone.